I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Kaching with Jane King podcast, a podcast from parents to parents to help us teach the next generation about money. Now, today's podcast is brought to you by Wasabi Rabbit. It's a veteran-owned digital marketing agency that provides brand, campaign, and user experience transformations that accelerate business growth. So we talk a lot on this podcast about how kids aren't learning about finance in school. So I'm so happy to tell you about this great program today is taking the bull by the horns and doing exactly that. So uh, with me today, let me introduce the guest and we'll go a little bit to further into this. Andrew Davidson, creator of FiCycle. Can uh, I call sure. you the creator yes, of FiCycle? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, we also have Karina Minchuk, a teacher of this program, and uh, Leanna Vilsaint, a senior at uh, Brooklyn High School for the Arts, and also Nova Lindstrom, a graduate of this program. So um, very much looking forward to hearing more about this program. It's called FiCycle. I kind of hinted to that. Uh, we're at the Brooklyn High School of the Arts, uh, which is one of the pilot projects, I guess, of this program. Or how, Andrew, let's start with you. Tell me first, how did you come up with the idea? Why did you think it was important? And kind of give me an overview of FiCycle. Well, thank you so much. It's a great opportunity for us to get to talk about the program. So, um, you know, I've been in the um, finance business for a long time in mortgages and mortgage-backed securities, and it was just clear to me that many people just didn't have the skills they needed to make financial decisions. So a few years ago, I sat down and I said, you know, what skills should people have and what concepts do they need to understand the financial decisions they make? And as I thought about it, I realized that what they really needed to do was have mathematic skills to go along with those financial skills. So I sat down with a couple of collaborators, and we came up with a course. It's a high school course. It's a math course that combines financial principles and mathematics principles. And so last year was our first full year of having it in schools, and the Brooklyn High School of the Arts was one of our three pilot schools. Okay, that's great. So now one thing I've heard from other people who feel passionately about this is they have trouble getting schools to implement this program. How did you break through that? Well, I think one of the special things about our course is that it's a math course, and schools are looking for a math course for their juniors and seniors who aren't necessarily taking calculus, um, who want a course that the students will be very engaged in, but will still teach them you know, important mathematical um, content. And uh, somehow we managed to hit the sweet spot with a few schools, and they were very eager to incorporate this uh, program. Okay, so we'll come back to you in a little bit. So Karina, let's start with you. You're the instructor for this. Kind of give me an overview. How does it work? 
there's basically like a handbook that you have and you're free, well, at least I was free to make my own lessons, but I had a material to work off of. And there were about six units. Uh, now, in high school, you usually don't get to finish everything right away unless the kids already have some kind of background knowledge really of finances. But if you're starting from scratch, which is kind of what I did, you just take it slow. Um, it's not a, there's not a huge exam at the end that I had to prepare the kids for. So I was able to just work at their own pace. And a lot of the stuff is really, really engaging for them. Uh, so something like, when do I ever need to use this? It just didn't come up. And usually it does. Uh, specifically, this class like really worked for seniors, seniors and juniors, but mostly seniors because these are kids that are going to get ready to go out into the real world, uh, be kind of on their own, right? They're thinking about going away to college, taking out student loans, open up credit cards, and they need to kind of be prepared for all of this before they go out there and for lack of a better word, just screw it up, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it can kind of change the course of your life yeah. if you don't start out correctly. So let's hear from the students here. So, Eliana, let's start with you. What did you think of the program? Um, the program was really um, good, actually. It was really engaging. I liked that, um, like Miss Kay said, I didn't have to, like, ask that question, when, did, when do I need to use this? Because it was really apparent, like, hey, this is something I can actually use in, um, you know, in the future, the skills I learned. So I want you both to give me examples of like a lesson that you learned. If you could kind of walk me through this, did you fake open a credit card? Did you take out a mortgage? I mean, how does it work? We're basically given like um, a prompt or a, not even a prompt, a scenario basically. And let's, for example, it was a woman, a woman and her child, like the mother's divorced and she's a nurse and, um, she wants, she wants, I, I don't remember. If you want, I can help you. Can I, you do I that? Remember. She's going to do yeah, that. So there was, uh, in the beginning of the course, you kind of talk about uh, people's wealth and how to measure their wealth and or the different obstacles, financial obstacles that they can come into or risks that they may face based on their financial situations. So in the course outline, like in the first, I think, unit, there are these specific characters that you're introduced to, and each character has a different um scenario, a different life really situation. Somebody's like a single mom, somebody's a student. The students had to look at each scenario and kind of just assess their situation and see what kind of things they might face financially, what kind of troubles, like where on the scale are they in terms of financial risk. So that's, okay. that's what she's remembering. So it allows you to kind of Basically. take a real life scenario and apply the lessons that you learned. So Nova, what do you remember? A few weeks ago, I got my first W-2 form, oh. and I saw it, and I was okay. like, wow, I've learned this before. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, thank God, because without it, I, I mean, you know, I still had to figure things out, but because of that, and it wasn't a super long lesson we had on W-2 forms, but we just, we saw it, and just because of everything else that course taught me, it was kind of like, you know, I puzzled my pieces together and it worked out. Well, that's the thing. Like, you don't graduate being an expert in finance, but just right. some familiarity with terminology and like kind of how interest works, I'm sure helps you. Then you can explore further. Yeah, it's less scary because I'm not a math person. I don't really like math at all. And so when I went to this course, I was just like, what is what is this finance? I don't really understand it. And it kind of scared me because math scares me a lot. But when being like taking this class, it wasn't scary to me. I was actually very comfortable because it was like, it's not really something, it wasn't really hard exactly, but I just liked that I was just 
able to like wrap my head around it, even if I didn't understand it like completely. I just, you know, like you said, I was f- like be able to like familiarize myself with right. things. Your comfort levels a little bit more. So you feel like you could meet with a banker or whatever and talk to them yeah. a little bit more. So, um, so Andrew, so this seems like very applicable and I'm sure that was what you were going for, like real life situations that weren't so abstract. Yeah, what we tried to do was mix a um, conceptual background on some main financial concepts like wealth, transferring wealth across time, managing risk, with some very practical stories. Um, And we didn't want to make it that there was a right or wrong answer to financial issues, that everyone faces their own issues their own way. But we want to make sure people have the right tools. And uh, there's really an excellent series called The Financial Diaries, put together by some people at NYU, which were true stories of, you know, Americans and the financial issues they face. So we use some information from those financial diaries to put together our stories to try and make them, you know, as realistic as possible. Yeah. So, okay. So, Karina, the course uh, has six units, right? Financial statements, earning interest, regular payments like mortgages, car payments, insurance, stocks and risk, and the role of government. So, um, I mean, I think this sounds interesting, but how do you make that interesting to high schoolers? Um, You start by talking about things they've heard before. Have you kids heard of a credit score before? Yes. Have you heard of a loan before? Interest? Have you heard of taking out a mortgage? And like all of those things, yes, they've heard before. Credit cards. And once you gauge their interest, it's very easy to just keep it focused. Because once once you start talking about what actually happens if you open a credit card, and is that money real money for you to use right now? Or is that like money that you're going to have to pay back later? Simple things like this, like we now know, but they don't. They never learned that they, they've learned it from experience or we've only learned it from experience. So once you start talking to them about that, it's there's no there's no reason for me to even just student manage or behavior manage because they're so interested. It's it's kind of it's crazy to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I was so shocked. <laughs> Leanna and Nova, so talk to me about how you think maybe this course changed how you approach money as you uh, graduate high school, go on to college? How do you think it maybe changed your life? I took uh, math with Ms. K the year before. And like Leanna, I'm not really a huge math person. So when I got put into the course, and you know, it started off, we were talking, she was like, it was a very engaging class. It wasn't a sit down, take your notes. And that's that. Like, while we did take notes, she would explain things to us. And it was very hands on. So because of that, now that I'm out, I kind of try to take everything that I've learned. And, you know, like, I haven't gotten my credit card yet because of what you taught me. It's just very... All the skills that we learned, I just know that I'm going to need them in the future. So that's why it was, like, really interesting to me. Like like Miss Case said, I wasn't bored in that class because, you know, sometimes in math classes, you kind of just like, oh, God, okay, X, Y, Z, carry the whatever, carry the like, X. Like, when am I know? ever going to use this? Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. But this is was just, like. It was very interesting. I also like that we were able to use um, the format Excel on the computer. Yeah, I know my dad uses that, so I'm like, oh, my God, I'm using like something like my dad did, too. I was like, oh, my God, cool. So um, it was just really good. I was just I was just learning a lot. That class was like really – I really feel like I'm going to use it in the future, and it just it was just really helpful. And I feel like when you're confronted with credit cards – like I remember when I was in college, people used to sign up college students for credit cards. 
And they would give you like a two liter bottle of soda if you sign up for a credit card. And I remember my dad was just enraged about that. So you might be faced with that. I don't even know if they still do that. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but um, if you're faced with things like that, you can kind of make better judgments, I think, um, about those about those things. So, Andrew, do you have anything? Yeah, a lot of people actually still give out like T-shirts. Okay. Along with like wow. signing up for credit cards and other, <laughs> and other gifts to the students. I got $200 to okay. sign up with Chase. That's, that's what happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so our idea was really that, you know, we don't know exactly what kind of financial issues students will face in the future. Um, we don't know what the financial instruments will be in the future. Like a lot of people, when I say we started this course, they say, are you going to teach the students how to balance a checkbook? And I said, you know, these students are never going to have a checkbook. And so, you know, so we don't know what they're going to be doing five years, 10 years down the road. But we do know that if they learn about wealth, they learn about assets and liabilities, and they can think about their money conceptually, that whatever comes along, they're going to be in a better position to deal with that. And I'm mean, so heartwarming to hear the stories of the students, you know, whenever we talk to them. Yeah, you're making a real impact. So now, Karina, there's also a way of introducing characters into these lessons that also kind of help teach the principles. So tell me about that a little bit. The characters, to be honest, I, I didn't just just me. I didn't have to use the characters that much because I was able to teach them a lot from my own life experience. I was like a new homeowner two years ago, so I was able to speak to them on that. And I just recently started working, so I had to fill out my tax forms, and I was able to talk to them on that and my credit card experience on that. So every time we spoke about um, some kind of person or um, scenario, I was able to try to relate it to myself because if, if the teacher is talking to you and I'm, and you believe me, you trust me, and I'm telling you this is what happened to me, they are very likely to believe that rather than just reading it. You know, oh, this is this is what happened to person X. Okay, well, that person is in the book, you know. <laughs> oh, but it happened to you, Miss Kay? Yeah. Oh, okay, so then we'll listen now, you know, so so that we don't make the same yeah, mistake. Yeah, they know that it really happens. It's not yeah. like some lesson yeah. or whatever. Exactly. No, I definitely agree because usually when we're put especially in math classes you know all the examples is John had four apples and whatever you know so when we got put into this course and yeah we, you know you understand from the characters but I think because it's such a real you know it happens in real life everybody goes through you have to learn about it and because Miss Kate had just gone through the process of all these different things it made us connect more to her and the material and adapted more to our life too. Now, I might not be in the position where I'm going to end up with a mortgage in a year, but it's going to get there. And knowing that, you know, people go through it every day, it's it, it's nice to see. And also, you know, the characters, some were wealthy, some had everything, and some didn't, and they still made it. And we still figured out a way, like, how can they get this house, even though they are in depth from something else, or even though they do have, you know, all these different things, a single mom with four kids. We learned that. I, what I remember what I really like doing is, like, balancing, like, a budget for one of the scenarios that Miss K gave us. So I was able to just like, okay, she has this amount of money and her mortgage is this amount, interest is this amount, knowing all these things, what where is the right place to um put all the money? And it was that was actually really like cool to me because I was like, okay, I'm trying I was very logical with them. Okay, okay. She has this amount of money. I was like, she probably wanna have groceries. You wanna eat for a little sure. bit. Wanna eat. <laughs> so I was like, okay, she probably's gonna want some walking around money. Pay her bills. That bill is the most important bill. Her phone bill, the credit card bill. Like, you know, it was just very logic, rent, all those other good things. 
Yeah. Great things. Which is so important that we all know, but it's surprising that it's not taught in schools. So, uh, Andrew, how many schools are you in right now? Uh, so this year we're in about eight schools. Okay. Are they all in the New York City area? Uh, they're all in the New York City area. Um, some public schools, some private schools, some charter schools. And uh, so there'll be you know several hundred students uh, this year taking the course. And are you looking at expanding? Um, you know, we're... One of the reasons we were talking to you and other people is that we really want to spread the word. So last year, we deliberately kept the um, pilot very small because we wanted to work closely with our schools. This year, we wanted to expand a little further. And uh, we're working with a variety of groups, speaking at various conferences, trying to spread the word and bring some more schools into the pilot program. And you're also looking for ideas from those in the financial industry and educators to kind of improve the program, add more elements to it. Yeah, so certainly, you know, one of the ideas of getting out there is to speak to more and more people. Um, We're speaking to people in the financial community, in the education community, mathematics, finance, um, trying to bring in sort of many different ideas. So... um, you know, we really want to stress this idea of the spread, use of spreadsheets, which we think is very important for business. Um, we're talking to some people about behavioral economics now, which is mm, the kind of mistakes yeah. that people make um, naturally and how mathematics can help them overcome that. Um, and then, you know, with various businesses, um, one of the things we're able to do with a smaller group is have them come visit our office and see what it's like to, you know, see an actual office where people are doing work. And as we expand, we want to make sure we have a community of businesses that will uh, help the students out as well. Sure. And so, and there's a website someone can go to if they want more information? Uh, there certainly is. Uh, it's uh, ficycle.org, F-Y-C-Y-F-I-C-Y-C-L-E dot <laughs> O-R-G. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Andrew Davidson, creator of FiCycle, uh, Karina Minchuk, the teacher of the program, Eliana Vilsaint, a student, and also Nova from a recent graduate. So best of luck to you, and thank you so much for sharing your stories. So it's just a great program. And thank you to producer Rob Schulte for helping put all this together. Today's podcast brought to you by Wasabi Rabbit, a veteran-owned digital marketing agency that provides brand campaign and user experience transformations that accelerate business growth. So we love your feedback and questions. We're hashtag kids on all the socials. And that's it for now. We'll catch you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 